Hi guys, welcome back. We are here, Mac and Morley, the Bible bashing episode nine. Episode nine, we are back. It's not just me speaking in my own in the shed abroad. Ruben is here as well. Say hi, Ruben. I'm here as well, and I'm thinking that people may have forgotten who's who, what our voices are like, yeah. all of that. It's been a I while. Know, you've got such a nice voice. I think like you could have like a late night radio show. <laughs> like. Hey guys, welcome. I've got a polished, you should hear me on the phone when I'm talking to people with work, it's the polished, professional, posh scouse, yes, wool accent, yeah. where people can still understand me. I think it's like a nice, gentle, like me and Sean say it, like, Ruben, you've got like a nice, gentle voice and that, like, I feel like sometimes my voice, my voice changes whoever I'm with, and Sean always like... Like jokes about it, saying it's like you sounded really scouse then when you were talking to that person, and it's mainly like someone like in Liverpool or when we were in London as well. Like it, it, it does. Did you become does. a Cockney overnight? Oh no, nah, I can't. Like no offense to anyone who's from like down south with this next statement, but I just two of our listeners maybe when accents rub you up the wrong way. Like, really? Yeah, I just can't deal with it. Like I don't mind accents. the Cockney accent for oh. me. It's the it's the Brummy accent and. No offence to my sister-in-law, who is a brummy, but I'm like, cheer up, guys. Come on. Yeah. That was one of the things, like, I, I started when Asher was first born, uh, and you, you kind of have those sleepless nights. I, I remember I was watching Peaky Blinders, and, like, I couldn't really get into it because they were trying to do a brummy accent, so it was worse than a brummy accent because they couldn't do it and they were trying to do it. Sometimes they sounded scow, sometimes they sounded brummy, but, yeah, it was just... I did get into it though, and it was pretty good towards the end. Did you buy a flat cap? Ah, oh, I did, you know, but... <laughs> did you really? <laughs> not not because of the show, um, but no, I did that have That was a, next to your tree man hat? I did have a flat cap uh, a few years ago, and I, I kind of wanted like the beard image. Did you have razors in it as well, in case anyone looked at you the wrong way? No, definitely not. If anyone didn't not. receive Jesus, you were like, hey... It's just slash you off. Repent, Repent. or get slashed. Slashed. Imagine that was like a, a Bible title. <laughs> like, oh, mate, I am. Um, I've seen this video clip that went viral and it's so funny. And it's like this guy from the Bible Belt and he's talking about how one of his young people in his church wasn't taking the Lord seriously. He just punches him in the chest really hard and he says, I just punched him. And I said, Now you will take the Lord seriously, won't you? There was a young man in, in Calvary. Uh, his name was Ben. And we were outside one day, youth group. And uh, he was just, just trying to push my buttons. And he was just, you know, kind of not taking the Lord serious. And I walked over to him and I went, bam! I punched him in the chest as hard as I, I crumpled the kid. I just crumpled him. And I said, I leaned over and I said, Ben, when are you going to stop playing games with God? I led that man to the Lord right there. There's times that that might be needed. Uh, would you ever like to go to the like, Bible Belt? May I've been there. I oh, lifted yeah. up. Like I was, I was molded in the Bible Belt. Wow. In wow. Alabama, did Alabama. You, did you go? Did you? Seriously? Yeah, I spent. Um, I got really impacted by a ministry down there that I discovered through God TV. And when I finished uni in 2012, I went down there off my own back. Didn't know anyone. Just felt led by the Lord to go and plan to stay there for three weeks to be part of the church and some of the training there. Uh, the school there and ended up staying for three months they became wow. like family and Indeed. then I brought Tame. I went back in the winter again 
and saw in the new year there and then brought Tamar back the summer after and we got engaged out there. So, is, yeah. yeah, the ministry is called The Ramp. It, 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 yeah, it oh, are they in life. Manchester as well? No. They're in Manchester, yeah. They planted yeah. into the UK. Wow. And they're phenomenal. Was but that yeah. Because of you? Were you like... Obviously because of me. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't. And I love what they do over there, but I've just said like... God's not gonna call me to Manchester. I'm yes, sorry, but I'm yes. I'm the right red through and through. And what is like so for those who don't know or, or for myself as well, I don't I fully know. I hear this term Bible Belt happen. Like it says quite a lot, but like what is it? Is it like just is like this, a place which is like it's this belt Uber. that you put around your your je- spiky now? No. Yeah. It's um basically it's an area of America in the South that is just very. Religious has wrong connotations, and I think there are very much churches there that are very religious, but it's just like everyone goes to church, everyone's a Christian. It doesn't mean they're necessarily following Jesus, because going to church doesn't make you a Christian as much as, you know, going to a garage makes you a car. I know the answer to this question before I ask, and I know that you haven't seen it, but it's a film called Footloose. And it's like it's like a dance film. I was gonna say I haven't seen it, but I, I was gonna start moving my, my yeah, left foot a bit. It's a, it's I've heard a, it's a dance film. It's a dance film, but that's like like an old like town in the Midwest and the in the church and it's very controlling and the uh-huh. church is band dance. That's basically the film. Yes. But that's what I kinda picture when I picture like Bible belts and I kinda hear like is it like Southern Baptist church? A lot of them you'll see it you'll see a church on every corner. And the interesting thing is, even when it comes to evangelism and what we mean by evangelism is simply when Christians want to share the good news of what Jesus has done with others. But when it comes to evangelism in this country, you're sharing even on this podcast, we're talking to people that don't have a relationship with Jesus. They've never been to church. They don't know what the gospel is. Some young people don't even know the Jesus story. Whereas over there, you're reaching people and Christians are wanting to evangelize. And everyone will just say, well, I'm a Christian, you know, yeah. and, it, and and they're not, they don't follow Jesus, but they think because they were christened or because they went to church one time and said a prayer, even though they haven't followed Jesus and his ways for 20 years, they will just wow. say, well, I know what you're talking about. So there's this kind of, yeah. this, this thing in front of their eyes that just blinds them to the truth of what it means to, to truly be a Christian. Yeah. Wow. That's so mad. You know, if I hadn't got saved and just to be completely honest yeah. If I hadn't got saved the way I did, I would be like one of those people. Because I went to a Catholic school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. kind of grew up Catholic on the surface type thing. Like, you could ask me a Bible question and I would have known it. But, like, there was no, like, in my heart a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. But it's mad because, like, I would have identified, you know, on, like, applications and stuff. I yes. would have Catholic. Or if someone had asked me in the street, oh, you know, can you stop? And, and I would have been like, oh, I'm Catholic. You get that in, in places like Liverpool because yeah. you had a lot of Catholics that would have come over from Ireland. Mm. And just it's in people's DNA. It's kind of like what they believe is a part of them. So they go, yeah, I've been to Mass or this or yeah. that. And it's that whole cliche. And I don't necessarily like it, but a lot of people will say it's not about religion. It's about relationship. And that is actually completely true. That it's not, yeah. when we say religion, like good religion is good, but when we kind of talk about religion we're talking about rules and regulations and legalism and i have to do this and i have to do that but actually it is christianity is relationship with jesus christ with the god who made you that created you and there's something deeper there than yeah i went to a catholic school or i ticked a box and that's who i now i I remember asking a friend who like she was going through a really tough time 
So me, me, one of my good friends, fiancés or, or wife, I can't remember if they were married then or not. But anyways, we were going through a tough time and I, and I was trying to like just preach the, the gospel to them and I said, you know, have you ever prayed? And they were like, yeah. And I was like thinking, wow, that's amazing. Like, what, 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 what did you pray about? When did you last pray? And they were like, oh no, we prayed in school like all the time. And, and then they started like reading out this prayer, you know, this like very automated yes. thing. And I get that, man. I get like the principle of them and I get like people who... Maybe, you know, I'm going through a very tough time. My family is with Sean and stuff like that and our, and our boy. And I will read, like, a set prayer mm-hmm. if I'm struggling. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I get it. But when people are like, yeah, yeah, I prayed because I, I read this, like, once in my life. And, and that makes me a Christian. Then that's, yeah. I I'm like, has your heart come alive? You yeah. know, is, that heart, is there that heart-to-heart connection? Yeah. Because that's when you truly encounter the living God. He changes everything yeah. on the inside. That it's not, again oh, I just go to church on a Sunday. It's, no, I believe in God with my whole being. He's transformed yeah. my life and I'm experiencing him day in, day out. Yes, well, what a God, mate. So I have a question to you. I think, you know, we, we, we jumped in quite heavy there. It's quite a, <laughs> quite a heavy time. I've got to apologise for all the listeners. I, I do do this podcast with a heavy heart. You know, we have got stuff still ongoing. Uh, stuff that I have touched on last time. Uh, I won't go into too much detail again, but it is still ongoing, and I do feel as if I am stuck in first gear at, at the moment. So it is good to just be here with Maybe you. Maybe an inspiration. No, I don't feel it on the inside, but it's good to be here and just kind of like switch off from that, even for just like an hour, and ask you mad questions and and kind of just talk and pick your brains. So question, <laughs> I I feel like when I heard this question, bro. I felt like this question was made specifically for Ruben. And I think <laughs> for people at home or wherever you are, listeners, you know, I, I'd like you to answer this too and maybe do it, send it in on the Instagram or, or whatever. But I'm really nervous now. This question was made for you and I think you'll either be amazing at it or really bad at it. So that was why I thought. So the question is... Come on, John, get Ruben to the point. Morley, would you rather spend... Three years in a maximum security prison with like like the worst of the worst people, like the murderers and, and the offenders on all levels, yeah? Or would you spend that time in a prison but with a Rubik's Cube and you can leave once the Rubik's Cube is completed? <laughs> right, a few questions. First question is, if I don't take the Rubik's Cube answer... Will I get stabbed after like three days? We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. But you'd be treated Well, I'm a like... nice guy. I like to think I'd just make a few friends. I'd have a few few lads around me that'll have me back. Um, I'm going to be honest. If Tamar was in there with me, which she wouldn't because she's a woman, I'm thinking out loud right now. Yeah. I'd say I'd take the Rubik's Cube because she would <laughs> sort it out in a matter of hours because her mind just works like that. Like we watch all these quizzes and no catchphrase and yeah. stuff like that. We'll sit there and do catchphrase and I'm like, Tamar, you have to go on this show because she literally would get it like that every time and I just don't have the brain for it. I was at the Acorn today playing I Spy with the kids and even I Spy, I'm like, I'm done. It stresses me out big time. Like, I can't, if I don't get it in three, I'm like, I can't figure it out. So I just know a Rubik's Cube, I'll probably be in there for 10 years or 20. (laughs) I probably wouldn't be able to actually do it. I'd just make it worse. So I think I'd probably take the three years and just hope that the Lord's favour is on my life and I make some friends and... Yeah. Um, do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? I would do exactly the same, bro. I think, like, I'd take the three years because the Rubik's Cube 
would it just stress me out yeah. to the max. And like even if like I was out in like a year or something, it would be like a m- more painful year than getting stabbed because <laughs> yes. my brain Sitting would just there hurt. in the corner trying to do it. Honestly, I made it, I tried to. Could do you this. take? Because this is what I used to do as a kid. Could you take the stickers off and just put them the right colours? No, no, no. I had to do it. You can't cheat. You can't <laughs> cheat. You know, God hates cheats. But yeah, I made a shoe rack once, bro. And honestly, it, it was just <laughs> the most frustrating thing I've ever done. Did it look like a Rubik's cube or like? <laughs> Sean's so good at like again like Tamar and Sean will probably just be like yeah give us a Rubik's Cube and it'd be done I know already if she came in now she'd be like give me the Rubik's Cube yeah done but yeah no definitely and I thought I thought that because I thought myself as well I thought no I would I'd make be in puzzles prison. and stuff like jigsaws she loves jigsaws and yeah. I hate jigsaws oh, same stress me out I hate surprises bro when you said to me and it was like the the tattoos on the on the logo, ain't it? On the the logo yes. that we got. When you said I've got a surprise for you, if I can't guess what it is within three guesses, I get so stressed out, bro. I'm gonna start stressing you out because <laughs> I'm just gonna start. Everyone that's listening, next time you see John, just start asking him things yeah. and saying I've got a surprise. Guess what it is? Just leave me be. Be just rolling around <laughs> on the floor like. Yeah, it's the same. Like, breakdown. Anytime, like Christmas or birthday, or even if Sean's like, oh, I've got something for you, and I'm like, what is it? Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. <laughs> But, uh, but then I'm the worst as well if I've got hair a surprise. Oh, mate. I'm like, mate, hey, I need to show from her. the same cloth. I, I can't keep surprises <laughs> yeah. since I was a kid. It's like, I've got to let them know. Yeah. I remember we're going to Spain on holiday in like three weeks and like we did last year with the family. And I, Tamar and I were like, right, we won't tell the kids. And it lasted like an hour and I was like, no, I've got to tell them. I've got to uh, tell yeah. them. Just start dropping hints and that. Like, I know. <laughs> don't, don't put your shorts yeah. away just yet. <laughs> yeah. No, it's October and that. I just, but... I can't handle it. So, yeah. Rubik's Cube, no? Yeah, I am Yeah, I am literally the same. I literally, like, I didn't show it fully, but, like, I sh- almost shown Sean the engagement ring before, before I proposed to her. Just being like, I've got it. We just sounded her out to see if she'd say yes. Do you know what, though? Like, when I when I was planning proposing to Sean, like, I, I dropped a hint, like, and I thought this was genius of me. Like I said, so it was like September time. No, it was in the summer holidays. And I said, oh, I'm booking a week off end of October for yeah. work. And, uh, well, you know, just kind of chill out in that, in that week. So in her mind, she probably thought, he's going to propose to me then. Did you just not and do like, it? <laughs> no, but it was before. Okay. And um, so my original plan, like this is how embarrassing it was. My original plan was to do it on Halloween because she's grew up Christian. And grew up in like a Christian household and stuff like Mate, that. She would have just said no. Well, just she, get it, get it, John, get away. She's never done Halloween, so I thought I want to make a boss memory on Halloween by doing like, do you know, proposing type Scary. thing. Yeah. Demons flying <laughs> around in a ghost outfit. Now I was just gonna like do that, but then I ended up doing it before. But it all worked well, out in a great surprise, and she said yes, obviously. So. It was good, but how did you propose in America? Oh, mate, I'm going to show you up now. I, I did it in the Bible Belt. <laughs> Went horse riding. It was on her birthday, so we got a little surprise birthday party for her. Then went horse riding, which was fun. And then we went up onto, this sounds really religious and spiritual, but we went up to uh, a mountain called Prayer Mountain. Oh, wow. Um, so Karen what Wheaton, who's the... Everyone just prays. There's like 20 people with candles just praying and humming and I'm there. Cool. <laughs> like a cult. So we went up there for a walk and I had mates from the church that were like in the bushes, like with fireworks and stuff. Oh, and stop it. So we um, we got up there on the buggy. Someone took us up and then we just kind of had a blanket out and we were just chatting. 
Um, and I was dead awkward because I'm just like awkward with that stuff and we're just chatting and then when she said yes and I proposed then I think it was a little Did bit delayed. Did you propose first and then Propose first and yeah. she said yes. Yeah. So I was like, right boys, <laughs> fireworks up you go. Imagine, fireworks up. Yeah. No, no, no. no. So it. yeah, no, no, it was special. And so it's always got a, um, a nice, uh, well, nice memories. Like yeah. there's a ministry, yeah. it really impacted my life. But to think that I was able to take Tamar out there as well. Wow, that's amazing. It's really cool. Would you go back? Hundred percent, mate. I'm, go over? I haven't even mentioned this to Tamar, but I'm, I'm hoping to go out and visit them in um, December. So I'm going over with work to Charlotte, North Carolina in oh, December. Yeah, wow. And I'm thinking, can I get maybe three days? Go three days earlier. Get a flight down to the ranch. How, how big is is that? Cause like when when you think of like Charlotte, North Carolina, like that's not like that's like half of the UK, isn't it? Like, yeah, the states size. are massive. Yeah. Like the, the, each state is kind of like a lot of them you could fit, and it could be like the UK. And the US is huge, man. Yeah. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I need to fly because to get from one state to another, and these states aren't yes. far. You know, North Carolina to um, Alabama is not that far. But it would take like probably like twenty one hours in the. Have you ever seen any like sweet homes in Alabama or anything like that? Sweet home Alabama. I I love the song and I used to love rapping, didn't I? Still do a bit, but um, I used to love Eight Mile. Yeah. No, no, it's in Detroit. Oh. Come on, knowledge. Eminem's Detroit. But in the film, <laughs> Eight Miles, sorry, I'm probably going into you. But um, they, they kind of do a freestyle on that song at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And the, oh, yeah, I remember the guy with the dreads and that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm trying yeah. to, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm trying to remember. And I kind of you just slammed me and then was like, backfire. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, let's, yeah. let's, um. Me, you and him went to the same, same school. school. <laughs> but I started rapping that and I thought that wasn't the Alabama bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Good film. Yeah, definitely. So I come back from London um, like last week or something. But when I was on the train, I, I was, heard you made loads of mates in London. Well, London is train. a very friendly. Just high five never on the train. <laughs> well, I get to that in a sec. But I'll, I'll just c- continue. Kind of what we were saying. Then there was these like this like older Canadian couple on the train, and they were going to like London to Liverpool, but for like a day trip. And I was kind of listening to what they were saying, and they were saying, yeah, like this is like normal, like. Like the, they think it's down the road. Distance. Yeah, they it's think like it's literally down the in road. In Canada, you'd, you'd be spending like two hours to go to school and then two hours yeah. back. Do you know what I mean? So like that for them, like us to London would be like, oh, it's a four-hour trip or whatever. Them was just like, oh, it's a different different state. So we like think Manchester's forty minutes away, fifty yeah. minutes away, and we're like, nah, too far. Yes, isn't it weird then, bro? The accents, isn't it like? I do think it's mad. Like you can literally go. 40 minutes down the road and it's a completely different yeah. accent like we're saying about Birmingham and we said about yeah all these other accents and it's yes I I've genuinely that was a big eye opener for me this week so I have started my new role this week officially Youth for Christ Widow shout <laughs> out YFC but like I'm in Hoylake and like Sean grew up in West Kirby like um, and like I proposed to her in West Kirby nice she's from like kind of that like that area Hoylake but the I've, side I've the never really been round there at all. Only until like this week, and, I, and I've been kind of like walking around Hoylake, and I'm like, wow, it is so posh around here, it's isn't it? Proper posh. They even speak like posh. And yeah. I was like, this is the widow, like, this is the same is area funny, that I'm it? from. But it's like, we speak completely different. Yeah. And, it, and it's and it's crazy. But yeah, London, London was, yeah, London was mad. So we were just there 
So Asher was in a hospital there, Great Ormond Street. The best hospital I've ever been to. Just want to throw that out there. Um, it was just amazing, like staff. You even got a picture with the Little Mermaid, didn't you? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sean, it's the Little Mermaid, but <laughs> we got a picture with the, the someone copying Sean. But um, <laughs> but yeah, London. It, I've never really been to London, and, and I've always been. I'm gonna throw my hands up in the air and say I've always been scared of London. Only because I watched like Top Boy and like you know the gangster programs and gangster TV shows. You about me on the bus. You you getting mugged on a bus and <laughs> it didn't happen. Just for the record. Always been set in London, so I've always been scared of London. And I kind of went down there with like I was obviously anxious about what was happening, but I was kind of like just like Sean calls me Elf because there's the Will Farrell and the Elf, and he's like saying hi to everyone and stuff like that anywhere to go. And I was just like, hey, how's it going? And they were just like looking at you like, why are you talking to yeah. me? Like, Mate, I've learned the hard way. I, I really love parts of London, but it's just mad because when you're from the north or I yeah. guess anywhere outside of London, it's just so different to what you expect. Yeah. But I'm the same, mate, as you. I go down and you're smiling at people on the escalator and yeah. looking at them. And, you know, I've said this before. I like to people watch. So I'll, I'll people watch on the train and then people I'm getting glares. People watch a little bit too long. Don't yeah, too yeah. long, too, too long. long. And you don't blink. And you yeah, just... just staring at them. <laughs> just waiting for them to blink first, break, the, in that break the contact. Get me phone out, just filming them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, bro, we were in this like old like Victorian house and it was just it was just weird, man. It was like I've always anytime you go to Liverpool, like I've always been like, Oh, I'd love to live in this like these are you know, like Hope Street and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. the old t- type of like Victorian yeah, yeah, Sherlock yeah. Holmesy type houses until someone told me that they were like owned by slavers and stuff like that and I was uh-huh. like, Alright, I don't wanna live there anymore. But that type of style but when we were in there, bro, the woman who was like showing us around and that, she was like, "Oh, you into history?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she went, "Here's here's some history for you. My great 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 grandmother was killed by Jack the Ripper." And like, I genuinely did not know what to do with that information. I was like, "Oh, wow!" Sounds like year three thousand again by busted. How many greats <laughs> yeah. is in there? <laughs> but it was just like, what do I even say back to that? Hey, I was why? Like, I'd be like, first of all lovely house second why are you telling me this yes. when i'm about to live in this house for two weeks like yes. i want to be able to sleep yes like i'll start quoting scriptures and stuff but don't be telling me jack the ripper's been walking down the hallway and cooking <laughs> in the kitchen <laughs> yeah it was a freaky freaky house man but i thought like london as a whole like i know you did like you just literally done the, the god loves tour yeah, yeah, yeah. you had a, you had a great Amazing. time and a really good response but london for me that was kind of what I got. Like, the whole feeling was just a bit creepy, man, where, like, I don't know if that's, like, a north-south divide. I think we're south. just... I think it's very different to the north. Um, and there may be people just in the south outside of London that feel the same or disagree with us. But I think for me, especially in my line of work where I'm trying to connect with pastors and Christians and leaders, I just felt, because it's so vast and so big, it's kind of like... I don't want to get this wrong. I believe there's 32. If not 32, there's like 23 boroughs. I should know there's a big differentiation between those two numbers. Um, But there's so many boroughs, but you could pick Liverpool up and put it in one borough. So that kind of lets you know in terms of the population size of London. And I think it was just so disconnected. That's what I felt. People are just kind of just, yeah, it's very disconnected. And yeah, it just, it's just different. It's just a different world, isn't it? I remember, like, dude, I went to a shop and was just getting, like, a bottle of water or something like that, and I was, like, literally just to the cashier, like, 
oh how, how's it going having a good day and he, and he was like looking at me as if to say like what's going on with this guy and then when i was walking out i went see you later and i turned around and he and he pulled like a face as if to say like what is what is wrong with him <laughs> you know what i mean i was like hey it's not the holy spirit mate it's just being polite just being friendly yeah, yeah and, and the holy spirit as well but yeah there was like a, a real a real difference so it is glad to just be back type of music. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something funny. Even, like, the North is known as being friendly, isn't it? And Liverpool's yeah. known. Whether it's true or not, even Liverpool, people will say it's one of the friendliest cities yeah. in the UK. But when I went to Alabama, I'll tell you what, if you think Liverpool's friendly, is it's it? like there, you're walking down the street to get your shopping, Tamar and I, and because no one really walks on the on the sidewalk, as they would call it, we'd have random strangers <laughs> pulling up I'm hoping they were just being friendly but they're pulling up and saying hey do you want to ride and everyone that you see out and about even if you don't know them they're like wow. hey how are you doing da, 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 da. and they and so I go back to Liverpool after three months of being yeah. soaked in this and I'm walking down Shield Road we know what Shield Road's famous for in Liverpool it's like yeah. it's the road where the prostitutes do all, all the work yeah um and I'm walking down and I'll see whether it's a man or woman and I'm smiling at him because I'm so used to being so friendly yeah. and people are just like, what's going on? Is he going to rob me? Is he trying to flirt with me? Does he want business? I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. But it's like, it took a while to adjust where when it's a guy, they're like, are you trying to start a fight with me? What's yeah, your problem? Yeah, and when yeah. it's a girl, they're like, are you trying to flirt with me? Are you yeah, Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to be friendly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I found that like, especially in America, so... Like kind of the opposite. We were in, when we were in Las Vegas. We were in a lift. And we were coming down like this elevator, and it was me and my friends, Steve. And like there was this guy, and honestly, bro, he looked dead familiar. And I was thinking, <laughs> Mate, is he a, like is he like famous? And that's always going from me. I'm in Las Vegas. Like he could be. Like there's a chance that he could be in a film or something. Yeah. Turns out he wasn't. But <laughs> he went and told like the security guard. And the security guard come up to me and was like. We had like reports of like an Irish fella, so they thought it was Irish, and like full of tattoos, like bladdered, like like just staring at this fella. Yeah. And I was like, no, I thought I recognised them, and they were like, yeah, it's just a culture thing. Just... <laughs> if you seen that video <laughs> clip, and maybe we'll feed it into the podcast, but if you seen the video clip of that scouser that is kind of drunk and he's just lost in Las Vegas, yeah, and, and he's super friendly, the police are like, yeah. he thinks he's being arrested, and the police are like, no, we just want to get you home. Yeah. He's like, no, arrest me now, I don't want to be shot, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You doing all right? Come, come talk to us for a second. How you doing? A beef. Huh? We got some beef. Do we got some beef? Yeah. No, we're just trying to make sure you're okay. Then no one's in trouble. We're just trying to figure out what room you're in so we can get you to your room. That's all. I've, I've seen documentaries and these jails scare me. Las Vegas jails scare me. I'm sure the room about, with a man called Stephen. Stephen? Yeah. Okay. You find out, Stephen. I, I seem to be creating a bit of atmosphere no, and I'm so no, sorry, sir. Fine. We, we do this for everybody. We always want to make sure our tourists. Let's go up to your room. Make sure you get to your room safe. So. You're good to go. No jail, see? He's, he's, a, friend, he's a friend of ours. What, am I going to go away and you're just going to arrest me? No, nobody's arrest you. You ain't going to pounce on me? No, look, I'm stepping back. Look, see? Yeah, you okay? I'd rather give you my hands. How about, how about, yeah, shake, shake your hands. How about that? I don't yeah. like surprise. How about this instead? How about that instead? See? All right? How about that? See? Is that better? You okay? Great. You're good, Brian. Yeah. I'd rather just be arrested right now. Like, <laughs> You'd rather get arrested than I don't want the surprise, like... Just what do me now. Let's go. No, no, we don't. Well, that's true, though, isn't it? Like over there, and the difference, and that's what I guess. Like when I picture Alabama, I just picture like 
Rednecks. Like, yeah, and then like like a division, but it's probably not now, obviously. Yeah. But no, it's, no, it's uh, well. I guess wherever you go, there's going to be areas, but certainly where I was in a in a town, an unknown town called Hamilton, in Alabama, just amazing people. Wow, but, what was um, the food like? Amazing. Oh, mate, just it, yeah. love it. Just love it. Just oh, love the, love the that. food. But I don't. Obviously, there's there's the fast food stuff, which is good, but it's so bad for you but everyone's so friendly and you know even speaking about all that to, to circle around back to the acorn of all, we love the acorn don't we or you me? honestly love the acorn made you know so right i got a mini mix grill <laughs> kids meal this evening best best meal ever yeah. if you're hungry but you don't want to spend too much five pound fifty you get a fruit shoot a mini mix grill yeah. sausage chips sweet corn and you're chicken a, you're on commission I nah, <laughs> well maybe maybe I Hungry should be horse, all this. <laughs> You're sizzling pub mates. Always a pub. sizzling, yeah. And you get a you get a dessert as well. So wow. ice cream, dairy. I'm loving my life. So all the kids are there, and I'm eating me me mini mix grill. But anyway, don't even know why I'm talking about that yet. But um, I was there the other week, just passing through, and I started chatting to this guy, yeah. and he wanted to shake my hand, and I'm thinking, oh, he's, he's friendly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And he grabs my hand. And I've never had someone squeeze my hands so hard. Like, and you know, no when like people like, like, have you got? A, are you trying to prove a point or yeah. show how manly you are? But he's like crushing my hand. I'm like, mate, yeah. just just let go. I'm trying not to make a scene, but I'm like, my knuckles are gonna fall off here. Yeah. And I'm like, mate, just be friendly. Just give me a nice shake yeah. and let's just talk. Do you know well, what I mean? Like, I'm the most. Don't assert yourself. I'm the most flinchiest person ever. Like, like, like PTSD is real anyway, but. Like, just in general, I'm the most, like, jumpiest person. <laughs> like, Sean calls me an alpaca because I do jump. And I, I remember I was stood in the bus stop once and it might have been outside the acorn, funnily enough, by, <laughs> by Shamrocks. And this guy yeah. walked past and he went, like... It was like he was trying to intimidate me, but he pretended to punch me. And obviously, I flinched. Yeah. And he went, oh, I made you flinch. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to stand there in a mile and let you punch me. It's like someone gets a knife out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, made you jump. And I'm like... Well done, bro. Like enjoy, enjoy your night. Like that's amazing. And, and then on the flip side of that, I remember going to see a horror film as well, and someone was like, "Yeah, sitting next to them, and they were like, oh wow, you jumped at that bit." And I was like, "Yeah, because it's a horror film." It's like, and he's like, "No, I never jumped." And I was like, "What, what does that mean then? Are you more so of a man? Well, yeah, you more of a man than me. You you had sweet popcorn. I had salt. Me that my heart didn't you like." It's just people. People are mad, aren't they? And it, but it all comes down to insecurities, though. In, in the same way as well, bro. Like e- even doing this, like kind of podcast. Uh, the past few weeks, like we've been kind of wanting to do it, but then didn't things find have the come time up. Yeah, or, yeah, or for both of us. And I kind of I was saying to to Sean, my wife, and I was kind of saying I didn't mentally feel ready to to kind of come on because I didn't want to come across like I'm I'm either faking something mm. or. or or being in like autopilot or something like that, but I think it's important to come on and share vulnerability. hundred percent. But, it, but it's took me a while to get there, bro. Do you know what I mean? To be able to say, actually, I'm not in a great place right now, but I want to share that with people because yeah. as Christians, we sometimes believe, and I, I, I've noticed this in churches. People say churches are full of broken people, yet broken people are scared to be broken people because they think they're gonna get judged yes. by other broken people who maybe aren't as broken yes. as them or you don't want to be seen as I'm so broken here do you know yes. what I mean but in reality you know one thing well they look and they'll say 
That was sorry to interrupt, but no, they'll say um, I feel broken, but at least I'm not as broken yeah, as that person. Yeah. So then this this self righteousness comes Definitely. on, and we'll look at yeah. them. They're dealing with this, and we'll oh. fall into that pattern, bro. And 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 that, in a way, you know what I really love about the Gospels and the Bible. It it, it talks about sin, and it talks about a sins a sin. Like mm. if you if you do one sin, you do them all. Yes. And a lot of times, what you were just saying then, a lot of people can get into that narrative of comparing. Yes. So they're like. Well, at least I'm not doing this like yes. he's doing. You know what I mean? Like I might be, I might be watching something I shouldn't watch yeah. on a website. But Just at least go I'm there, not, porn. Least I'm not do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and they try and like they like, get that narrative. So it's like, oh, I'm watching porn, but I'm not, I'm not sniffing cocaine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I'm not actually acting on these. But impulses, all sin leads but it's to all, death. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It all, all takes you down sin, that yeah. road. Yeah, it's so important, and I think that's the beauty of the gospel as well, because sometimes we think that we have to be at a certain level before we can minister, or before God will accept us. Yeah. And I've heard people say, "Well, I'm not going to extravagantly worship in church because I'll feel like a hypocrite." Yeah. And it's like, well, I get what you're saying and you don't want to be a hypocrite. That's a great thing. But at the same time, you've misunderstood the gospel because your works will never save you. The Bible says that each and every one of us have sinned. Each and every one of us have fallen short of God's standard. And so God is not marking us on our perceived behavior and how good we are and saying, well, you're amazing. You're not. I love you. I don't love you. It's like, no, we all needed Jesus, who's our savior. And that's when when you're in those moments that you say, you know what? God is going to use me warts and all. He wants to see me grow more like him. But... Yeah, the beauty of the gospel is that we needed Jesus to save us. Yeah. It's his good work on the cross that, that makes us right with God, not what we do. Yeah. And so, you know, you feel a bit guilty because you've had a bad week, but hey, raise those hands and worship God with everything that you are, yeah, that you, that you have, because of yeah. what he's done for you. Yeah, well, there was a few weeks I'd just gone, bro, where I didn't, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't where I normally was uh-huh. mentally, spiritually, and I, and I kind of did fall away from I, I don't know because I'm not going to say that I wasn't a Christian because I still was and I'm still believing in Jesus, still believing in the blood of the Lamb, still believing in my relationship with Him. It was just looked at in a different way. I was very angry. I still am. I, I, I'm very confused and, and I was asking, why is this happening? Why is this not happening? Why isn't like the healing happening? Do you know, all these questions kept coming to mind and, and I became angry and mm. I became quite. But, after like really praying and really meditating on the word and, and just speaking to my wife about it as well and just being honest and saying, yeah, I have, I so have felt like this. I was able to really connect back and God's not with you just on your highest moments, bro. He's yes. with you at your lowest as well. And the, you know, the songs that we sing, the, the prayers that we have, how many times do we sing these songs like Waymaker, for example, and not really realise what we're singing. So when we're singing things like, even though I don't see it, he's working. Mm. Do we really acknowledge that even though we don't see it, he's working? Because I'll be honest, I didn't a few weeks ago. And yeah. I was really hurt and I was really struggling. But it took me to a place where I really found comfort in the Psalms. And, and, and there's a part of the Bible for those who, who are listening called the Psalms. And uh, David, King David, he was a king of Israel. I'm sure you've all heard of David vs. Goliath, but it's the same guy. But he wrote he, a lot of them. He didn't wrote he? majority of these psalms, and a lot of these psalms as well, bro, are like real cries yeah. of help, yeah. aren't they? Real. It's like, not all everything's amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's man, I'm struggling. I need yeah. you. Where are you, God? Yes, and and there, there, there's one that which I connected with, you know, without sounding too morbid, but it's it's Psalm 88, and it finishes. A lot of these psalms start off quite 
doom gloom but they always kind of end kind of happy but this psalm in particular it, the last verse is i'm on my own basically and darkness is my only friend Wow. But then it goes on in oh, the next verse. Sitting there down yeah. in London in your in your Jack the Ripper house. And I was, bro. It was it was a dark <laughs> time. <laughs> but it was a time that it was real, and yeah. I, that's what I've really took away from it. I'm still going through that storm, but we need to go through these valleys. We need to go through these storms. We need to go through the lows, but God's with us in Come on, them man. as well. But it's it's real. Do you know what I mean? So. And people, it's a real relationship. people need to hear the yeah. real. I, I've said this before, but I think people are tired, especially within the church, of just this cookie cutter Christian life. Everything's yeah. great, and it's like, and this is a challenge to me. But it's like, let's be vulnerable, let's be honest, let's yeah. be real, because people want to have answers to their questions, or they want to see how people are walking through things that are going yeah. through difficulties. And I would often think that there were these superstar Christians and everything just they had it all nailed. But the yeah. reality is we all go through things. Yeah. And there's a truth that we have to continue to follow and stand by. But it's like it, it helps when you're just being vulnerable and real and going, yeah. man, this is really difficult at the moment. Definitely. And, you know, you're able to share that on a microphone. And I'm sure yeah. people listening are like, do you know what? This is so helpful. And that's the point of it because, you know, the enemy, the, the, the devil, you know, I do believe he is real for those who, mm. who are non-Christian and the enemy drawing these points and this is for someone who's listening I, I genuinely believe that's why we're doing it tonight and, and I genuinely just the message that I want to share when someone is going through this and like myself a few weeks ago who didn't feel ready to do the podcast doesn't feel ready to start my new role as a, a Christian youth worker youth pastor didn't feel ready to do these things when you are going through something you automatically want to keep it to yourself and you want to keep it a secret and that's because the enemy knows that the power of life and death is in the tongue mm. and it, and if you speak it out and if you share it with other believers other brothers and sisters in christ it might not take away your problem but it does lighten the load and helps you mm. uh, a little bit i had Very someone good. say to me today uh, yesterday it's like a bottle of coke that's like getting shook and you know instead of the lid blasting off little bits of air coming out and you've got to do that and you've got to talk to each other and you've got to share and, and that's what God has put us in churches for, he's put us in friendships for, he's put us in families for, you know, to, to be able to help share. You you prayed for us in Life Church a few weeks ago and you were, you were honest, you were saying, you know, we are tired but you had the image of Moses mm. and, and holding his arms up and that hit me, bro, and I was just like, yeah, we're, we're not alone in this and, yeah. you know, the support that we've had, friends, family, everyone, it has been amazing, bro, and it's that time where I think, you know what, okay, I'm ready now to share how I was feeling, because yeah. I know there's someone listening to this tonight who is thinking, like, wow, maybe I'm not a good Christian because I'm still feeling depressed, yeah. maybe I'm not a good Christian because I'm feeling this guilt, or I'm feeling this anger, but I'm saying now, speak it out in prayer, repent if you need to repent, mm -hmm. and invite Jesus into your life, and, and, and just hand it to him, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's sometimes not devaluing the situations we go through, but I think sometimes the answer that we're looking for or the, the, what we want to experience is just, it's right there. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, we're struggling and we just kind of hold back and we bottle it up. Yeah. And it's like, we just go about our lives and God's right there. You know, Jesus is right there and he's saying, just give it to me, put it at the foot of the cross. He says, yeah. my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. 
If you're weary, if you're heavy laden, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, give it over to me. And sometimes we just need to switch off the phone with the Instagram and the social yeah. media. We need to switch off the TV and switch off other people's opinions and just come to the Lord and just say, Lord, yeah. I need you right now. Yeah. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I feel distant from you. My faith and my walk with you just feels dry and I feel like a million miles away. But Lord, come and speak to me right now, come and fill yeah. me, come change me, and then just go to his word and allow him to just re yeah. refill you, refresh you. Definitely, you know, and, and it does happen, it might not happen straight away, it might not happen like how you think it's gonna happen on a film, well it might yeah. actually happen that way, but you know, it happened to me the other day, I was going to work and I, I wear a satchel, like Indiana Jones, and um, I put it on and the bag wasn't very heavy, it was actually quite light, but I put this on like this, like, oh, Oh, another day here we go type thing and I was just like just keep going fake it till you make it that's what I've been mm. telling myself put it on I was like okay I'm ready to go I get to work and it was like a national meeting for Youth for Christ we had it on in the background and this guy who I don't even know in like London somewhere your favourite like, place praying. yeah favourite place and he, and he starts praying and he goes I have this image of a, a worker for Youth for Christ who's, who's wearing a satchel today and it's very heavy it's weighing him down uh, and you're feeling like you can't go on, but God, God wants you to know that you're going to be running soon and mm. joy's coming. And I was just like pinned to the chair, bro, in the, in the wow. office. Like I knew it was for me. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and that's an answer to prayer. Yes. That's a sign that you pray for. And you know, the signs are out there. You know, um, my little boy is being looked after by Christians. You know, yes. that is a sign. You know, it's, it's sometimes it might not be the sign that you want or the sign that you, you're looking for or the answer that you want to happen immediately. Yes. But, you know, God is working, God is moving. I love that. And, and I think, actually, the power of the prophetic and just how he yeah. was obedient to release that and how it shifted something in you. And I think there's going to be people listening right now that are struggling, as you've said, yeah. are going through things. And you need to know in this moment that God is working in your situation. Even like that song, even though you don't see it, yeah. he's working. Even though you don't feel it, he is working. And you are going to experience the peace of God. You're going to experience breakthrough. And you're going to know the love of God through everything that you walk through. And so we just encourage you to not draw back, but yeah. lean in Definitely, to the Lord yeah. Yeah. in this time. God's bigger. You know, God's bigger than everything I'm going through. God's bigger than everything you're going through. God's bigger than anything that you can say to him as well. That's something that I really learned over this season. You know, we, we, we talk about it being a relationship rather than a religion. Then let that be a relationship. Mm. You know, every relationship that we've had, it's not all happy clappy. You might come in and want to argue for some reason with your wife or your spouse or your brother or your sister, your mum or your father. You might just be thinking, you're doing my head in today because this is going on and I'm going to tell you because this is how I'm feeling. Or you might just be having that bad time and want to lash out on someone. God is bigger than mm. all of that and he's able to take it. And that's what I believe he's able to take that. And at the end of it, he stood there with his arms open saying, just come to me. Yeah. Just come to me. Hug me. I'm here. You, you, you want to curse me? You want to do all these things? You, you know, let's, let's make up at the end of it because mm. I'm here with my arms open like a mm. father, like a lover, like a bridegroom, just yeah. saying, I'm here for you and I want to hold you. And that's what, how I'm feeling now. Even though it's, it's still a place of hurt, I'm like, all right, just give us a hug. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, as a Come whole. on, Lord. But yeah, it's mad. But that's the gospel message, man, and that, that's what I love. I love that God's always there. 
Yes. It's always waiting, and it's just like direct, isn't it, bro? Just pick up that. I love it, and, and you know, I've shared this before. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Romans five verse eight. It says, "God demonstrated His love in this that whilst we were sinners, Christ died." And like sometimes you may be listening to this podcast. I think you're amazing if you've got this far and you're not calling yourself a Christian. But I think sometimes you're hearing all this and you're thinking, well, we're just speaking to Christians. But the reality is he loves you as well. Yeah. You're like, that verse says that whilst we were sinners, whilst we didn't have it together, whilst we didn't have a confessing faith, whilst we didn't go to church, whilst we were enemies of God, yeah. he still loved us and he loved us so much. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come down to this earth to die upon a cross for the forgiveness yeah. of our sins so that we could ultimately know life now and for all eternity. And all you have to do is call out to him. You have to call out to him, you repent of those mistakes, those sins that are in your life and just lean on him and your life will be changed forever. And so this is for you just as much as it is for those that have a relationship with God already that are struggling. And so Definitely. we just encourage you, you know, the best decision you could ever make would be to call on the name of the Lord yeah. and ask him into your life. He changes everything. Yes. Yeah. He changes everything. Yeah. Do you know, it's, it's so mad because every time I think of like Jesus and, and what he did, you know, a taste of, of there's nowhere near ever going to be like a video or a film that could even come close to like what he did for what us. he went through yeah but like you know there's a scene in the passion of christ where um he's, he's being flogged and whipped mm. and it's so hard to watch bro but i think even the people who are flogging him whipping him making fun of him putting that that, that uh, crown of thorns on he loves them yeah like he's doing it for yeah. them like that is like it blows my mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. So every hardship that we're going through, he, he went through that. Yes. And he, he done it for us, man, and it's And there's people that will say, Well, I've done too much for God to ever love me. I've yeah. I've let him down too many times. He could never accept me. And it's like, no, he was on the cross. And yeah. those very people that put him there, that killed him, that whipped him, that scourged him, that spat on him, he looks at them and he says, Father, forgive them, for yeah. they know not what they do. And I'm like that is just so crazy grace, you know, crazy, crazy love. Grace, and so there yeah. is, I think of Paul, the apostle, man, if you read the New Testament and you read about someone in the book of Acts called Paul, he's one of the um, Jesus's greatest disciples, followers, wrote a lot of the New Testament, built a lot of the early church. But he used to go around killing Christians. Yeah, yeah. Like he would go around slaughtering them and God just knocked him off his horse and said, now it's time to follow me. Yeah. And he became one of the greatest followers of Jesus that the, the, yeah. the Christian church has ever known. And so if God can use someone like Saul that became Paul, that just went around killing people yeah. and chopping their heads off and stoning them, then he can use you, you know? Definitely. There's a great Billy Graham video, um, which is... Uh, Here we go. Yeah, mentioning the big, the big man. <laughs> big man. <laughs> big man next to them. No, it, I can't remember what it's called actually now. I think it's something like Love Story. And, and he talks about like that Paul bit and he's talking about like, like Paul just going around and like he ain't just killing people like when when you fit when you read that in the book sometimes you can overlook it. Paul was kind of he was going and hunting them down, bro. He was going to their houses and pulling them He's out. Jack the Ripper. He was you know full I mean? on Jack the Ripper. He was like lining them against the wall, but publicly killing them, yeah. bouncing stones at their head, like like stoning them to death. Like that's not anything to do with cannabis. He's stoning them <laughs> by throwing a rock at their head, bro. 
and, and it's crazy. Next level Stephen, Brazil, he killed Stephen, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. was there watching, oh, yeah. you know, just holding the coats and telling them what to do. And Stephen's there sharing just, the love of God and just getting literally stone, getting buried. Oh, mate, yeah. Oh my days, and yes. So I don't even know. There's how a scripture that. that I love in the Book of Galatians, and Paul says, "The Paul that we're talking about, he says, I do not set aside the grace of God.'" For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died for no reason. In other words, he's saying, I do not set aside God's love. Because if my right standing before God comes through what I do, then there was no reason for Jesus to die. And so in other words, it's very much that whatever you've done, you need to recognize if you're to believe the gospel, you need to recognize that Jesus is enough. And your biggest mistake, your biggest fault, your biggest sin, it doesn't dwarf what Jesus did for you upon that cross. And all you have to do is run to him and just say, Lord, I thank you that I'm saved by what you did upon the cross for me. And I thank you that you rose again victorious over sin and death that holds me down. And you can experience that that life that he has a million percent and, and and that's what it come, comes down to isn't it because a lot of the times you know we, we talk about people who say and i was one of them maybe i'm too far gone for yeah. god's love and stuff like that and then you automatically put in a sentence well i can't be like those christians that are saying sure i can't be like this i can't be nice to be i've got a temper i've got bad habits i've got god wants to change it I've all he wants to make that. you a new creation definitely but that comes over kind of like that transition period and it's not going to happen overnight and it happens yeah. from loving god man yes and, and that oh, happens get me excited like, i love it but you don't need to do anything right now no. do you want to be in it's like just accept me and love me so listen the fruit of the spirit <laughs> that's it the fruit of the spirits you know love yeah. joy peace patience gentleness self-control all yeah. these things that we want in our life even whether it's we're following jesus or we're not we're going well i just need to be a good Christian and I need to make this happen and we start trying to force it and it becomes yeah. the fruit of Reuben or the fruit of yeah, John yeah. and it's like no you just abide we're told that as we abide in Christ as we simply allow him to love us and we yeah. love him in return his fruit is produced through our life you don't have to try and be a good Christian that's good yeah. that's noble that shows that you have a good heart and you want to yeah. do the right things but when you just lean on Christ and say, God, I need you, I love you, would you reveal yourself to me and you walk every day with him, you start to see that you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind and you become a different person. Definitely, and people yeah. say, my goodness, you're so different. And it's not because you're trying to be a good Christian through yeah. gritted teeth because it's the right thing to do. It's because you've encountered definitely love. And that, that's not a one-off thing. No. That's oh. something that like, I want to say daily. maybe thinking... Oh, you know, I was a great Christian yesterday, but I've slipped back into this life. I, I, I fell back into this pattern. And I'm not saying slipping back into that old pattern of whatever it was you were doing is right, because we both know that it's not. Mm. But I'm not a judge. You know, you're not a judge. God has made a way for you to come back to him every time. And that was so good. Jesus, you know. I was watching a video the other day. And what I like to do, because I really... I studied um, religions as when I okay. so I did like religious studies in uni. So it was just not not just Christianity. And I, I looked at Islam, like Judaism, Hinduism, and I was watching this video the other day, and it was this like Muslim preacher, and you know he was trying to make a point of saying something like it wouldn't happen, and he his point was, and he was saying to these people, would you let your son die for a murderer mm-hmm. over there? And obviously this guy is like no. And he goes exactly. So why would God? And he and he and that was his point. And I was thinking, I'm watching it. That's what grace is. You yes. just you just described grace, 
And you just said what God does. That could does. be a brilliant lead up to preaching the gospel. Definitely. <laughs> I was watching it thinking like, where's he going with this? And But that was his point. And I was thinking, yeah, but that that's grace, man. That's the grace of God. It's beautiful. Like, you don't have to do this. You know, You I look at Asher, you look at Isaac, you know, and, and it's like, you look at them and you think, wow, we love these little boys yeah. so much. Would you go and let him do a death that Jesus yeah. went through to, for our sin and all yes. the stuff that we've done? And God, God did that for us that love you know so it's, good it's, and the and the beautiful thing of what we were just saying as well is when you look at asher or Isaac, well isaac's running around now asher soon will be running around yeah. walking but going back to how we think we've made too many mistakes there's a proverb that says the righteous man isn't someone that never falls it's someone that falls and gets back up again yeah like there's grace for falling and there's grace for uh, allowing the lord to pick you back up and when our children are learning to walk it's an analogy that many people will know, but when they fall over, no. we don't look at them and go, ah, you're rubbish at this. Yeah, you just think, what do you think you're doing? Get in the corner yeah. and just crawl for the rest of your life. It's like, no, we cheer them on. We say, yeah. you, come on, you can do it. Yeah. Get back up. And that's what the Lord is like when we have the right heart posture ourselves. When we fall down, when we make a mistake, he's like, no, just get back up again. Yeah. My grace is sufficient yeah. in your weakness, yeah. you know? And that's it. And Don't put in the towel. Someone's listening and they've put in the towel on their walk with God and what God's called them to do. And I'm like, yes. no, get back on, on that track and Definitely, keep running. Yeah. You Run know, the race. It was me a few weeks ago, bro. But no, but that's it. And that's what a lot of times it is. It's like, how are we doing this now by putting one foot in front of the other and trusting God? And mm. and, and that's, that's it, bro. God, you've got this because I haven't. You know what I mean? And knowing that, that, that he's in control no matter what. God, you're bigger than this. You're bigger than that. God, you're with me in this, you know, and it's it's got to be a daily reminder, if not hourly reminder. And if yes. you're going through something, it's okay to to not know what's happening. It's okay to to feel lost, but God is is with you. He's for you, and you know He does everything for good. Yes, you know what I mean. And it's like, I know that's hard to see with a lot of stuff going we, on in the world, but I don't want to keep talking because this could, this could be a two-hour episode. We could just keep <laughs> going, but like we need to settle the reality that God is for us in our hearts so that no matter what we go through, we can always go back to that central truth that God loves me and he's for me. And I think so often we think what we go through determines God's love for us. And we think, well, he doesn't love me because I'm facing this or I'm going through that. And it's like, no, God's love is not determined by what we go through. It's determined by his arms outstretched on that cross. That's the, I love you of God. That's him there saying, I love you so much that I'm willing to save you. Yes. And that's what we need to remember. No matter what yes. you're facing, he's for you. God always, and this is going to sound dead cheesy, bro, but I've been playing a lot of chess. I love chess, a bit of cheese. A lot of chess on my phone, bro. Uh, just, I don't know why, it just seems to be a thing that really just like mellows me out when I'm high anxious or something like that. I'll just be like playing chess and it really settles my mind. But there's so many analogies in chess to like preaching, bro. It's like Please give me one. You're putting all your, all your defence up or you're moving all your parts around so it might seem like you're not doing anything but you're lining up all your pieces Got and you. then you just wipe it out. But I had this like real thing. It was actually from Sean's uh, mum and she said something like God always has the last move and like I was thinking in chess as well God always has the last move so even though we feel like it's all out God is going to move something Yes. It, and, it, and it's gonna be for that for that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't I know that. And sooner or later, he's gonna God's gonna shout checkmate. Checkmate, yeah. And it <laughs> is, bro. And it is checkmate when you when you're going into paradise. What we were talking about before, where there's no more death, there's no more mm. pain, 
There's no more anything, and that's checkmate, bang, high five in heaven, <laughs> yes. bro. Like, and that's a, that's the reality of it, mate. Like, people might be listening and thinking, like, wow, that's a bit of a strange way to end the episode, but that that's the reality of it is is going to that place where it's like there's no more of this, mate. Yes. Anxiety, what's that? Mm. Depression, mm. what's that? Cancer, is that is that's, that up here? That's the beautiful hope of the gospel. What's going on with your eyes, bro? They're not crying anymore. <laughs> I know, yeah. Because I'm oh, you meant, eyes, bro. you meant me. I was twitching. <laughs> it's too much Red Bull. Yeah, no, but that's it, and and that's the end game, mate, isn't it? And that's a beautiful reminder. And so we'll see everyone in two weeks. Two Can we weeks, hold to that? Two weeks, yeah, yeah. We'll try our best. But you know what, guys? If you, if you made it this far, we, we appreciate you. We love you. And uh, thank you for your, for your messages of support and patience as well. And then also as well, if, if you are going through a hard time and that, guys, you know, without sounding melodramatic or cheesy or over uh, patronising or motivating, just keep going because God is with you. He's for yeah. you and he loves you. Come on. See you soon. Yeah.